black people don't read. Black Reading is fundamental. Get a book, man. Get the great stories. The great thing about reading is that it broadens your, your life. You know, we all live our lives, but I think a reader lives a hundred other lives. Welcome back to Inspire Reads with Inspire Entertainment. I'm your host, Shamaki, joined by my co-host, Mohammed and Yassin. And, Come on. I just felt like saying hello. Yeah. We, don't, we never do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quiet. Like, hello, guys. Welcome back to my channel. <laughs> oh, Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that good? Uh, you don't know about Johnny, Johnny, do you? No. Johnny, Johnny. Uh, do you know about it? The hell is that for? Oh, my God. Uh, Ooh, the, the, the cultured people. No, don't worry. Cultured? Johnny, you say, Johnny. You're saying I'm a colonizer, yeah? <laughs> exactly. Uh, you're one of the people we're going to talk about in a bit. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> good. Yeah, so today we read... Oh, because uh, I picked the name Denver, man. It's a bit. No, actually, yeah, man, you put it in the Didn't you have work? No, but we read uh, this week, for this week's episode, uh, The Life Story of Nelson Mandela. Nelson uh, Mandela. The book being Walk to Freedom. The Long Walk to Freedom. The Long Walk to Freedom. Not just, yeah. just not the walk. Just, <laughs> not just the walk, not just any walk. My guy's in, like, walk to the shops, man. Yeah, a long walk, a long walk. Casual walk. <laughs> Went to freedom and came back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just popping out to freedom. <laughs> Reminds me of the guys that said, oh, are you going back to Islam? Uh, we're going back to Islam? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we read. I, I dropped so many memes already. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, like, well, you're doing bits, man. I've told you. I've told you before. I'm Wait, not, one I'm breath, not, one take. Out of the loop. <laughs> out of the loop. All these memes go over my head. Yeah, I know. One take, man. One take. 90% of people will get them. <laughs> Don't worry, you're not the only one. <laughs> I'm the minority. Yeah, usually, that's just there to, to like. To back it. Yeah, I'm there, I'm, what do you mean? Because I, 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 I don't know no Johnny Johnny. I'm, Johnny. Going, I'm going ultra niche today. Take it in dating. Niche ones. Yeah, but before we get into that, uh, we haven't done our challenges in a long time. I just say it like that, man. I say it normally. Well, challenge. Challenge. Nice, nice challenges. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was about man. to teach you like them English teachers, <laughs> teaching them foreign kids. <laughs> so, so Rocky. Uh... <laughs> Rocky. Listen. How do you say challenge? <laughs> I don't know why you guys are getting on. It's just, you know, it has to have something it. to it. Yeah, say it. Like what? what? Challenges. Yeah, there you go, that's normal. Challenges. Uh, challenges. Coming like yeah, T'Challa. Yeah, come on, I don't hear He's that. coming like T'Challa, man. <laughs> oh, my word. Challenges. Uh, yeah, so, uh, or as Mo likes to call it, what was it, food, food for thought, something food like that, which died in some time in season one. Listen, man, when the challenges Ooh, he's coming for you. <laughs> 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 that died a long time ago. Food it's always better than challenges. No, it's not. Is challenges it, section. It's food a challenge, for section. No, because no, no, like, like they talk, talk, talk about other stuff as well. It's, no, not, it's not always challenges. Challenges, whenever someone says challenges, it just has my attention for Absolutely. Come on. Food for thought, you're like just like, food okay, this is the bit where I just go, ooh. Yeah, let me come back after this. <laughs> so, these kids these days, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so what, what was the, the challenge we this week? The TED Talk one. Yeah, because Yasin didn't do it last season, so oh, yeah. And you introduced him to it. Uh, was a three-minute talk, or was mm -hmm. it three minutes talk on anything? Yeah. You ready for it? And you have to do it right now, passionately. I want to hear the, the passion wow. in your voice. I, I, go, I go a spoken word. <laughs> <laughs> this is my job. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no mad <laughs> No, I think I did something similar to this last season where I was waffling about like knife cream. Nah. Is it that? Going again, don't worry, mate. We're all doing it now. <clears throat> 
Are you going to go ahead? It has to be different from last yeah, season. I'm waiting for you asking to start. No, will you go Basically, first? Basically, nah, nah, give me some time. Nah, Why nah, do you nah, always have to nah, throw nah, me nah, under nah, the bus, nah, mate? Nah, 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 nah,
the other day, no, I heard this one the other day. It's like it's harder to get. Like they were saying they're comparing something, and they're like it's probably gonna be easier to get blood out of a rock or something. Huh? I, I'd never heard it before. Nah, so Mark, chat no. your and then I heard it. Then like I heard it like three times within a couple of days. I was like, whoa, I've never heard this before. Yeah, nah, not in a rock, you know. I've heard. It's basically saying stuff, like it's so hard. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's, it's harder okay. than squeezing a rock to get blood out. Blood from a stone. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. No, what's wrong with it? Anyhow, let's continue. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyways, moving on, right? Um, yeah, but having specific people uh, come on to TED Talks, like, it gives that esteem to it. Yeah. That, like, oh, snap, like, there's a reason that person is on that stage. It's like when you go to an event and you pay for it and you're mm. spending your time, because you're there for a reason to learn from someone. Yeah. Mm. But when is anyone mm. and just talking about anything, then... Like, where's the value in that? Yeah. Do you know what? Because then, then, what's the point of them even being on the stage? Why don't they just go make a YouTube video? Mm. And, it, it, like... Maybe because of the, the numbers. Obviously, they'll get a so lot they go more. they're going for the clout. Yeah. <laughs> by literally. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm saying. With, with, the, with this challenge, it's, it, it's kind of funny because, like, we're not really experts in any field. Do you mm. consider yourself an expert in any field? The field of dance and movement. Dancing movement? Yeah. Right. You? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play. The way I looked at you so serious. He's like you. Yeah, He's like, like you. You looked him up and down. <laughs> no, I looked no. at his feet I'm, like those I'm, are two left feet. <laughs> I was on big toes when I said like, Those feet got those. I look at the size of those feet, man. I got a Somali uncle dancing on Lock It. Yeah, so do you guys consider yourself experts in any fields? Nah. But do you feel like you have something to say? In the uh, art of cooking. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. This is a trick question. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Are you going to go? Yeah. Right. I consider myself a world-class chef. Okay, what do you mean? Yeah. My good, I didn't understand. No, you're right, you're right. 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 you I've never seen him cook, man. Bro, you don't need to see me. Just know that I cook. Come on. There's a website out there. There's a Michelin chef. So you call me that's from like Ramsey underneath his website. I guess I can fly then if we're going with these kind of things. You've never seen me fly, but you know. Just know I can do it. You're a mate. I can cook, man. What about you? Mommy, for this. feel like you got something to say. Something to say. I don't really have anything to say. That's why, uh, why are you doing a podcast then? <laughs> nah, I, I want to say this, like, because what, all right, let me switch up. I don't have anything to say that I feel like is benefit other people. super valuable. Why not? Because I, I, I don't know anything that is. So you can't give anything away from your experiences. Like yesterday, but, yeah, last like, week, Mo was talking about his um, Superman routine and how he saved a bunch of people that can't swim. Mm. No, I mean, but if they could swim in another world, like, I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have meant anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, which is true, you've just been the weird guy. I've just been the guy, yeah. <laughs> I've just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just been the weird guy that was to the lake, <laughs> something to show when everyone was on the boat. <laughs> no, but, go out, shucks. Because, like, and a point that I was going to get into mm. later on in the book, um, but I'll just, like, say it briefly here, mm. is, like, even with, like, Malcolm X, like, Martin Luther King, and, mm. like, Mandela, you see... Say again? Oh, hold on. Mandela. Uh, yeah, continue, Mandela. don't worry. 
Mandela. 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 I'm just saying, ready to catch Ah, Mr. Action, man. Uh, when, um, like, with all of them, they, they weren't just people that just got up and started talking for mm. the sake of talking. Mm. Like, each of them started, like, reading books. Yeah. Or, or each of them, like, um, for example, in the Mandela thing. Uh, it's plug. Where he, like, didn't really know too much about what tactics he would use. Yeah. So he started reading up on, like, guerrilla warfare. Yeah. So, like, all of these guys, they did their, like, due diligence. They did their reading. They did their part before they actually started. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of just, like, getting up and talking on the whim of it. Mm -hmm. Which I feel like you see a lot of people do. So, like, in this podcast, like, when I talk, it's not like... I'm trying to be that guy, yeah. or like that activist. It's just we've read the book. Like I like books. Life, why man. do I like it? Here's the reasons why. That's the thing. With that's pretty much that's it. the thing with TED talks is like these people are talking about, about their interests most of the time. So that I think that's where the value lies in that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just like sifting through all of those people to find what you like is yeah. is where the value has dropped. So like sometimes it's like I'm, I'm I like like stars and stuff and space. Yeah. Right? Why? Um, I don't know. Oh, why. Right. Can't explain it. Huh? So why do you love it? Well, it's fair. He didn't say love. It's what I like. Why do you like it? Why, why do you prefer it? Huh? Why do you like it? Putting his doctor hat on there. Look at him. He's huh? like reclining on his seat. You feel it? Like huh? a power in the situation. <sighs> interrogating you. Listen, I like it because it's different. I guess. You like stars because they're different? Yeah. Different to Different to what we know. Different to what we know, man. What? So what are not up there if it's not stars? What's what's up there if it's not stars? I'm saying it's like a whole different world up there. Like what jellies in it? So yeah, continue. You like you like stars and astrology. You like stars and astrology, etc. Yeah. Don't get away with this. What you like? What's your point? Listen, I got I got no problems here, man. Nah, so no, nah, I just because like I don't know, man. Ever since I was a kid, there was just like this appeal. Stargazing, yeah. So when you did uh, the solar system and stuff in science, that's all that you're like, yeah, I'm in it now. I'm listening. Yeah, like I, I was into like seeing like massive stars that are like twenty times bigger than the sun and mm. all of that stuff. Anyways, right. So if I'm on TED Talks and I want to know more about like discoveries and what they've seen out mm -hmm. there then I want to go to like someone that's an expert in that field. Yeah. Okay. But with like these days, it's like someone like me that barely, that likes stars and hardly knows much about them is up there on stage like, yeah, you know, all these constellations and all of this, <laughs> you know, the Milky Way and this and that. No. It's like people are on the entry level of the interest are like, talking about it. Talk, I like but I don't see that as a big problem. No, I feel like with something like TED Talks and the brand that they built, Yeah. Mm, for them to do that is like. You think they're getting money out of that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they. I've, no, wait. With the big talks, uh, big speakers, they, they definitely get money, obviously. Mm. But with these random guys that are just randomly coming on and talking oh, about. No, they don't. I think their money that I'm they sure generate. They do. I, not think, the, not, I think majority of the money they make. It. You can buy for it? Yeah. Okay. Like, it's not like. Uh, so you can uh, buy for it, yeah? Uh, I'm I have no business going over those things. Huh? Come on, man. This is why I'm doing the challenges. Practice it. Practice more. I don't think I walk on no stage, bro. What? Oh, good. So, so, so I don't give no platform because I got nothing, nothing to say. You got nothing to say. No. Uh, but here's the thing. Is I wanted to benefit myself only. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. The the good thing about this is, 
I, for me, I think it's very important to have multiple different interests in, uh, and hobbies and stuff, yeah? yeah. And you won't be exposed to these things if you've never hear, uh, heard about them. So mm. I think that's the good thing about these TED Talks. Is yeah, like, that's why I like TED Talks. Yeah, you hear random obscure things mm. and it, it piques your interest and you go and research into it or, yeah, you, you, you dabble in it for a little yeah, bit. Speaking of that, what about the, the pedophilia thing? Did you see that? Where there was that lady that gave a talk. Pedosexual things. Yeah. That's no, a, that's a sickness. Yeah, like She's finished saying that it's not, uh, it shouldn't be an offence. It shouldn't be an offence. Yeah. Ah, she's finished, not gonna lie. That's the, I don't that's a whole kind of another minefield you want to talk <laughs> about. Because then you're talking about <laughs> liberalism. Yeah, then you're talking about liberalism and uh, accepting everyone's, uh, what do they call it, identities and stuff. Mm. So, Despite how perverted. Yeah, because that's, that's what they're basing their argument on, is like, oh, I identify as a mm. pedosexual. So. Yeah, oh, wow. And like they say, like that's how I was born and stuff, and I have no control over that. So <laughs> gotta, I, I gotta do with it. Yeah. So I don't, no, no, no. I don't, I don't want to talk about that, man. Avoid any steep road, huh? Yeah. But yeah. So onto the TED talk. That's what I'm saying. So for me, hold up, man. I still listen there. How much time? How much time am I giving you? I give you ten minutes. God's time. But yeah, the concept is that. We, as people who have interest in things and, and like things that, like, you, like, would you consider yourself a hypocrite if you're giving advice to someone but you're not taking it yourself? Yeah, yeah, 100%. What if you have the intention of intention of it, of, of taking your own advice? It depends on the way you're, there. no, it depends on like the way you're giving advice of it. Like, let's say, for example, I'm doing something, but someone's doing it worse, mm. like so much worse, and I'm trying to get out of it. Yeah, that's not, yeah. you're not a hypocrite then. Yeah, so like, then. Uh, then I'd feel like, cause that person's in in like a worse state. Yeah. Then I should, like for example, let's say I was an alcoholic, right? And uh, yeah, so I, I think if you have no intention, alcoholic. Yeah. why would that be? <laughs> why are you giving this? It's, it's after listen, you, headache, after you got into your chef career, you know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's very intense. <laughs> you already already narrated my whole life story, but yeah. Go uh, on. So yeah, and and let's say he can't. Like he's proper deep into it. What, so like, I can't cook unless I'm drinking. Two nah, shots of vodka. Can't talk. Can't even talk properly <laughs> unless you're drinking. <laughs> like it's a bit. You know what I mean? Captain and stuff. <laughs> but no, yeah. Captain Jack Sparrow. He's genius level intellect. But sorry, girl. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a smart guy. I'm not gonna lie. But moving on. So then, like, I would feel like I would need to advise him. Mm. Yeah. Um, even though that, like, I might fall into that again. Mm. What but about if you stop if drinking first and then try to come for me? Huh? No, because no, then I feel like you'd be dead by then. Deep into it. What? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, man said... Nah. No, like if, uh, that's what I'm I saying. That's all right. That's severe, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, like, this person could actually kill <laughs> themselves. Yo, but what I meant to... Uh, before I uh, talked about hypocrite, like being a hypocrite, mm. I was alluding to if you feel passionately about something, mm. like you're working towards it, but you might not be there yet. Yeah. But you want to advise people to do the same, mm. like working hard and stuff like that. But like maybe you're you're working towards something, but you're not there yet. Yeah, yeah. But and you have an interest in it, so like that entry level of things, like I, 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 that's I think that's okay, right? No, no, yeah. So yeah. that's essentially what I'm, like what our TED Talk challenges are kind of like is like mm. what we have interest in and what we want, uh, what our kind of like personal beliefs are in, yeah. in a certain thing is like what we want to talk about basically. Of course. And that's where it comes from, like that spontaneity. Like that's where. It should come out of nowhere. You, you shouldn't have it planned because it's already in your head as something you're passionate about. Yeah. So, Yasin, go ahead. Oh, yeah, time to do your TED Talk challenge. Damn. <laughs> okay, so my TED Talk challenge is about traveling. Traveling? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. 
Are we, I'm not going to interrupt you. We're pretending like, pretending like we're in the audience. And right, Q and so is, right now is six o'clock. Six or one now. Okay, go. <clears throat> so essentially, I'm going to talk to you guys about traveling. Traveling is very important. One, it builds character. So you're meeting different people when you're traveling across the areas that you're traveling across. You're meeting new people. You're learning new languages, new cultures. And this is all building and making you a more well-rounded and interesting individual. The world is your oyster. So why? Oh, love <laughs> The world is your oyster. So why would you limit yourself in the sense that you would only stay in one small part of the world when the world is so much bigger? Come on, man. Here it is. Is that the end? No, no, there's still more. There's more. There's more. But me personally, I've I've visited over five countries. No more than the six. Realistically, realistic. Five different yeah, countries. No I'm talking about my experiences. Nah. And now you interrupted. We're gonna we're gonna start scrubbing. <laughs> But um, yes. <laughs> so I'm I've visited over five different countries, and each experience taught me something different. So, for example, my experience back home was um, a very interesting one. I was um, living with uh, different kinds of wildlife. <laughs> I, <thought that laughs> I was living with um, meeting and sort of like my family members and stuff, and then. Teaching in my culture that I was raised with in this country. I'll try. I'm sort of like, yeah, man. So teaching each other the cultures and just exploring. Okay, like if I prepared this, it would have been more fleshed out, but this is what I've got right now. I'm running on. You did it sound very passionate about it, not gonna lie. Should I ask you any questions for him? Huh? Okay. Questions for him? Yeah, I was just gonna say, he said, uh, you know, it was living with wildlife, yeah. and then he went to meet his family. <laughs> Remember I said the boy who cried wolf. Oh my god. Oh man. So you have to go and check on the baboons first. You see three of them taking a suitcase in. Now let's say something interesting. Um, they so back home when I went there, a baboon. This is the end of the talk, right? No, yeah, just me, just talking to you, like like one to one level. One. <laughs> Obviously, to the beautiful audience member back home. Um, so yeah, I have this um, massive scar on my on my knee, on my kneecap. It's from a time where I was back home chilling somewhere and bought hergesa and things there. If you might know, you know it. Um, there was baboons that were just fighting on the main road. You weren't joking about baboons. Yeah, I'm being serious. Baboons, yeah. And so I was on my little Game Boy, baboon. Jumped on my back, man. Wait, you wanted to play Mario. Hey, you're a dragon. Let me show you how it's done. I jumped on my back. I don't know why. If you go up, the animals, they're just so mischievous. They're, they're doing their own thing. Well, because the animals. Like, huh? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? The animals, man. No. They're not domesticated, so no. of course. No, but I'm saying animals, like going to extend them, like stealing watermelons. Stealing watermelons? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's normal, is that? Nah, it's mad. It's interesting. Well, you expect no, the animals to go around You don't see monkey stuff running around in the, in the UK, man. You yeah, see yeah, squirrels there's no and... Wild, there's no wild sort of, animals. Yeah. Huh? No, but what I'm saying is... I saw is, a fox steal a wallet the other day. Huh? Video. Oh, yeah, that'd be... Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> no, a wild that, animal. That fox has a gambling addiction, bro. <laughs> 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 no, but essentially, what I'm saying is... You go back home, man. Eh, <laughs> what happened? What happened? No, man. No, man. Shocks, no, I still remember the, the right challenges. Brilliant, man. It needs to be released. <clears throat> but anyhow, that's a side note. No, but when you go home, just everything there is different, man. The animals, the way they behave. 
<laughs> I mean, what do you expect of animals? You don't animals? know, but you say, you don't well, see you want animals to be well-behaved. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't see, you don't see squirrels in Tesco's, man. It doesn't matter they're not domestic here or not. But I'm saying the vibes, they're different. Yeah. The, the behavioural scared. patterns are different. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a zoologist. <laughs> I'm a zoologist. Believe me, I studied this. Zoologist as well. <laughs> I have new, new careers every week. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> <laughs> But no, I'm saying, um, yeah, man. So, visiting different countries. And mostly, if you're from a different country, visiting your home country, the vibes are different. It's a lot. I don't know. Do you feel personally that? Have you been back home? No. Why not? Because I enjoy it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy my free meals okay. a day. <laughs> I'm joking. Wow. I'm yeah, fed good down there. Uh, I'm yeah, good. You get I'm fed like a king, man. Nah, I just have another chance. Okay. What about you, sharks? Yeah, I have. Okay, how many times? Once. You've okay. talked about it before, haven't you? Yeah, Have you? You, talked about, you talked about taking books from there. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you took books? Yeah, I took books too. I know, I know, oh. I'm joking. Yeah. No, there was one uh, one book that was there, and it said the title was uh, Gateway to Speaking English. Well, like, you took that from them. You're in with a lot of careers, man. Never all day, lad. Oh, man. You're you said, I'm doing this for your own good. No, that was, I think that was the the only book I saw there. Other than that, I became like the the town translator. Yeah. <coughs> so to summarize, traveling is good, yeah. So to summarize, traveling is good, yeah. Yeah. So traveling, <coughs> like, I'm going to summarize. Uh, makes you more well-rounded and in interesting individual. Um, learn about different cultures, and I feel personally, you have a lot more to talk to. Say, for example, there's two interviews. There's one guy. They're both applying for the same job. One guy, he has qualifications. He's never really done anything in his life apart from academic stuff. And you have other guy that slightly behind on academic stuff, but has interesting stories and is more of a well-rounded person. Well-traveled. Yeah. You know what yeah, I think? I'll tell you. Get your ass out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy has got the qualifications and the experience. Man, is going to go on holiday? How was it like when you guys like when you like when you were growing up like mm. uh, with me? Like throughout primary school, secondary, I, I didn't go on any holidays, you know, until like, until I was in like, I think, I was, I think I was, I was, until I was 17, mm. I, had, I hadn't been on holiday at all mm. since I came to the UK and I was, and I was free. Yeah. Holidays in abroad. Yeah, for like a proper yeah. holiday, man. What, what, what you would consider a holiday, not a couple of days off or like, like nah, I mean, like, obviously, if you like go to like, Somewhere in the UK, like Devon well. or something. Mm. No, 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 I'm that's, talking about proper holiday. Yeah, I don't have that's a half holiday. Every bro. every year, every year, kids, the kids, like my classmates and stuff, will come back from some holidays. Stuff. Like, where you been? Where you been? Mm. I would absolutely be as. I was right. Oh, I was the house across the road. Oh, in America. Oh, everywhere. Oh, <laughs> You're the Tracy Beaker now. Yeah, man, I was, <laughs> in school. I, was, I had them fooled. I told you. Has there ever been a time where like your sort of like your BS story has ever like collapsed on itself? No, man, I was too good at it, man. I was, I was yo, well practiced. You're, you're a criminal, man. <laughs> yeah, but Football. I think it definitely helps. Like, the, those uh, kids that, like, go on holidays a lot, like, uh, throughout their childhood, mm. yeah, I feel like they, they are definitely develop a lot, a lot quicker than yeah, like others that don't. Because it's, it's literally, like, you're experiencing different things and challenges mm. and your challenges and you're, you're learning how to deal with them. But when you're always just, uh, like, at home, just doing little things, yeah, you don't really, you don't really develop at all, do you? So I feel like even in school, from mm. like a like primary school to like late secondary school, yeah. I feel like that definitely um, was a hurdle for me in terms of like being at the same level with my colleagues and stuff. Like mm. I was still like academically, I was alright because I, I, I was like we're gonna talk about this today uh, about education and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, my parents basically made made me made like made sure that I was well educated. I, yeah. I was reading and writing and all that stuff at home, but. 
Yeah, I think it definitely definitely helps. So yeah, it's, it is definitely I think is is a lot more important than some of us place an emphasis on, especially for your young uh, kids. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I agree with you there. But it was a very weak TED talk. Three out of ten. I wouldn't pay for that. I would have my money back. <laughs> I would have threw the mic, man. Yeah, well, I would have thrown a couple of tomatoes at your head or whatever. <laughs> I was, yeah. It's not scrapping outside. You might shoot like that guy. Yeah, the squeaking Bush. of the jays, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Sean, you gonna go ahead? No, you go for it. Go for it, right? Let's do it in order. Keep right to left, innit? Your TED talk, bro. Yeah, so. Let me just let me just compose myself for a second. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to laugh because you see zone. me. I'm a very respectful individual. Who laughed? Who laughed? You laughed. When did I laugh? Sharks man? was compressing nah, nah, his face. Yeah, yeah, I just laughed stuff. Man. That's, that's smart. It was the living with the animals. I was gonna be encouraging smart. That was smart. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to give you confidence, man. Can't sabotage smart, bro. Alright. One. I'm just going to Zen mode tonight. I'm trying not to look at you. Oh my god, we're gonna find these. Remember Jackie Chan? Another niche reference there. Then if you get, if you get that, you're a Jeep. But if you don't, y'all aren't culture kids, man. Yo, out there going on holidays and stuff. We have it. Alright, so for me, um, alright, I'm just. I'm just because I want to go into the TED talk. Like I want to go into the, I want to go into the zone. I don't want to talk like I'm talking sharky and that. Sharky and cool. I'm cool, you know. Big guess in my name. You deserve respect after that TED talk. Ah, you what? Alright. So, my name is Mohammed Imam, and I'm here today to talk to you guys about experiencing different things and throwing yourself out there deep into things that you're uncomfortable with. For me, yeah. I was uh, I was in my comfort zone a lot growing up as a kid, and then in my adolescence and my early adulthood, even though I'm still in there. But yeah, I I I really I really didn't try different things at all, and in, because of that, I feel like I suffered a lot in terms of social development, um, in terms of just going with the flow and being spontaneous with things. I always wanted things planned out, structured, because I never wanted that feeling of I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try anything new and because of that I feel like I missed out on a lot of experiences mm -hmm. I feel like um, I missed out on a lot of chances for development and for me self-development is something very important to me and I feel like everyone should be ensuring that they're developing at all times they always learn something new they're always finding new interests and I mentioned it previously in a podcast that I do <laughs> damn I went out of character there. <laughs> I mentioned it previously in the podcast I do, um, and I was talking about how I was always watching TED Talks and learning different things from different people, and all, the, all of them seemed very like uninteresting, or it, it, they didn't seem very serious, or I, I felt like I wasn't learning anything valuable. Mm -hmm. um, I, was always, I was always learning something different, and by learning something different, you have a chance to be opened up into a different world. There's so many different things that you can learn. Because if you're always just focused on one thing and what you know, then you're really, your, your chances for success in your career are very limited. Whether, that, whether your definition of success is, is monetary or whatever, um, your chances are very limited. So what I'd say is everyone, make sure that you always put yourself out there to learn different things and meet new people. And by doing that, you're going to give yourself more of a chance to
to essentially um, touch up on different topics you've never heard of before and meet new people and potentially um, get the chance to do different things that you wouldn't normally do without those without putting yourself out there like that. So it sounds a bit repetitive, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's basically like you're, you, you, if you think about it like a spider web, it, 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 you're, you're, for now you're in a straight line and the only thing that you're seeing is the, the tunnel, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. And you're like, that's your definition of success for you, that, that light at the end of the tunnel. You're, you're trying to work yourself towards there. But by putting yourself out there, you're, you're turning that straight line into different branches. And all these branches are convenient towards that light. So you can go mm -hmm. any path. And uh, when you feel like you failed at something, you always have a different option. You feel like you've got different interests, you can go develop yourself into that way. So you have different paths to take to, to lead you to that, that definition of success. So I just wanted to encourage everyone to just try different things, look for different things, do your research, whether it be TED Talks, books that you read, just pick up different things and then research them, and then research anything related to that and research that further. And eventually you'll find something that you really enjoy and puts you in a place of contentment and uh, essentially success. So yeah, wow, that's my that's TED Talk. Awesome. That's a good one from Uncle Mo. We'll put the clap sound bites in the... <laughs> In the, in the thing, <coughs> that was. That was uh, how long Are you been top sleeping that? on that one? I don't know, man. It came uh, out of, this is man, that was a struggle, but I could have done better. My word. That was good. good stuff. Huh? Go beat Lost that. Away. I can't beat that. <coughs> well, you beat mine. Let me get into the zone. How now, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? The, the vocal exercise. Yeah, you're doing the vocal you did, exercise. Did. Right? <laughs> yeah, boy. Don't worry, I'm going on camera. Right, Shmaki, it's got to be different from last time. Yeah. Uh, so, when I was a young man, mm. I would say uh, many years ago, I always thought that when I would be 20, mm. let's say 21, mm. right, that I would have my own yard, right, a car, um, and basically just life, life, life is done, sorted out, right, and then from there it's just onwards and upwards. Um, and then I came to that age. Uh, and and nothing nothing's happened so far. However, <laughs> you see, this, I'm, I'm taking a sympathetic route, you know, for the audience. Make them. Hey, why am I talking to you? Guys? <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So I always thought when I reached 20 that everything would be set. I'll be I'll be good. Uh, and then I reached 20, and that that's not happened. And uh, I realized the reason why I felt like this was because of like the way that uh, I viewed success as something that has to happen instantly or that comes at a certain age or when you reach like for example when you're 25 like it just unlocks it like you wake up the next morning and like on the corner of the screen it's just like a bare items that come down the screen. <laughs> like ding 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 you got a car you got a house and stuff like that um, and obviously that doesn't happen. Mm. You know, you got you got to get the you know you got to go on your quest, so to speak. <laughs> you got to get the you got to get that stick with the the red sack looking thing with your clothes on. You got to go out there. Um, and yeah, then I started looking into like how a lot of uh, people like our age and stuff want success to come instantly, like right now. Um, with like the way Instagram, everyone that's on there that's made it, so to speak, they only put the the good stuff. You mm -hmm. know, they don't put how they got the car. They just put the car out. 
And then everyone's like, bro, look, he just got a car. Like, how is it this easy for this guy? How is he doing this? When, like, a lot of the time, like, it took a massive, you know, process or a long while for them to reach that, 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 that stage, uh, you know. And, you know, touching up on the people that we've read before, like, you know, Malcolm X, you look at how he, where he reached. Mm -hmm. But, like, during his 20s, he was in jail. And, you know, you would think, that that's like at the time where it's all or nothing and that by you get to 30 and then if you have nothing you're, you're done um, but obviously that wasn't the case and you look at guys like uh, uh, you know Gary Vaynerchuk um, and with him he started what from like he was saying from 22 to 32 he, he was just like doing nothing well not nothing but he was like just running his business and stuff like that but he only started getting up there 32 onwards and uh, you know you look at these guys and you're like oh you know what that the people that have actually made it they don't really stress about a certain time you know you look at JK Rowling and how many times she got rejected until her book finally got picked up mm -hmm. uh, yeah so uh, to wrap up my TED talk um, everyone should just take their time uh, and um, you know uh, Ain't over until it's over. What were you saying to the fact that these things were? I was. I actually was gonna say that. Come on, G. And then I don't want you to know discrimination out there. <laughs> was a short yeah, that's it. Things. That was a weekend, then, boy. Yeah. That was a week like my outros. There's <laughs> 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 one thing about them, them sticks. The, the them sticks of the the back sack on them at the end in the cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, what was in the? That's what, like, you yeah, just get a random stick from the. Uh, <laughs> Just get a random stick from outside and put it It's a small little like, what? Little little sack. What's inside it though? Is that clothes? I'm wondering that my whole. I always thought, bro, just go get a backpack, bro. Get a little pouch, bro. I'm like, what's that? We're Iceland. We'll carry a bag. It's like, mum, I'm moving out. I'm going to the. I'm going out to see the big world. He's going to that little thing. I'm like, bro, get a suitcase. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like those are very generic. Next time we do that, I feel like it was a carbon copy of uh, Moe's little speech with oh. a bit of mine. Um, that talk was inspired by absolutely <laughs> no one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the thing, is a, a challenge in itself because you have to think about that on the spot. And it's like, it, you, you know, you're going to be placed in them kind of situations in, in real life, you know? Yeah, no, it was just something deep down I was just thinking of, but mm. never actually ironed out. Let's <clears throat> uh, go talk about cooking for that five minutes, but obviously. Cooking. Yeah. Well, you yeah, you serious about this cooking thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a portfolio. Though. Come on. Just the other day he was saying I need to know. Ah? Where's the proof? I got a proof. We need the proof. Let me see. I got a Snapchat Bring boy. It. <laughs> <laughs> I was making meal prep. And I showed it to him. He said something like, "Hey man, I, don't, I just need to know how to do this." <laughs> oh no, I meant I meant meal prep and as in like putting everything together. Nah, shocking. Sorry, ah? I don't want to hear it. No, because I like eat my food Can't fresh. I'm not mode. I can eat what two of. Or stored rice and chicken. <laughs> nah, man, it's I'm a human fun. being with food. I'm almost done already, man. It's already Friday. <laughs> yeah, um, I think with these, it's kind of like you, you know the, the positions that you get randomly put in, where you have to do a presentation. Mm. Uh, like someone doesn't show up, and you oh, got to do a presentation just, yeah, with you something. Got, you got more of a part, man. Yeah, but if you I do these kind of challenges, like it doesn't have to be a TED talk or whatever. I think if you just challenge yourself to do something like this, mm, we'll um, the occasionally, ones. yeah, I think you'll you'll be a lot better at uh, just spontaneously speaking, and it's, I think it's a very important skill. 
So yeah, although it might sound a bit choppy and sketchy, so yeah, but that's just us. We're out of practice, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we haven't done any challenges this season at all. You know, us just are just a group of scores. What? Continue with saying. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> what else I wanted to talk about was, um, before we go into the book, so Nelson Mandela, um, I was just wanted to talk about like activism, like how do you, like how do you get into activism? Activism, because as I was reading the book, I was just like, I was thinking about all the other autobiographies we've read, and then all these other like activists that we know of, uh, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Muhammad Ali, per se, and then I was just thinking about it's like every, it's like they're just born from the circumstance, and they, they always pop up in cycles. Mm. Uh, I feel like there's always going to be like no matter how harsh the regime is, uh, I feel like there's always going to be some kind of activist that emerges from that. Yeah, mm. like it's just, it's kind of like. It's just like a, kind of like a cycle. Like it, it, there's a harsh regime, and then someone wants out, and then they lead the revolution, basically. Yeah. And I was like, and I, I just think like, how do, you, like, how do you get the heart to become an activist? Like, I was talking to someone the other day about, like, doing things in, uh, like a, oh yeah, it was big shot. I remember we were talking big about shot, this. Uh. We were talking about like charities and stuff. Yeah. Like helping charities. Mm. Like what? Like what gives them that? that drive and that passion like mm. what do you feel like is the cause for that uh it will definitely be uh you feel like everyone that's working connection. in charities and volunteering and stuff has had because of it was because of their experiences or uh i feel like you think it's something that you're born with yeah no nah, i feel like we're, we're human beings we're that's very right, even. like emotional yeah uh we should be very emotional yeah. uh, <laughs> You know, like robots. we like stuff which mean something to us mm. um, that we're very passionate <coughs> that we're passionate about if we've got that emotional connection to it mm -hmm. then like is like there's very little that can actually break down like a human a human's like resilience to do something like for example a charity work like not everyone has to have um, an activist background or not everyone has to like even be from that community that's being helped out yeah. but it's when like Someone the, hum the human like emotions are being tugged with mm -hmm. like the fact that we all hate injustice is happening the fact that we like naturally like root for the underdog and like you know <clears throat> like these feelings here that's what a charity and helping them out like heightens mm. and especially like helping someone out uh, and like sort of receiving that gratitude from it, it, it like it gives you that, Good that feeling. sense of, yeah, that feeling. But do you think, like, because obviously there are different definitions of activism and charity is just, charity is a thing that we just like have it linked in with it, like yeah. intrinsically. <clears throat> it's like something that always comes with activism, charity, right? Yeah. But like, would you consider yourself activist, either of you? No, I wouldn't. Why not? Because I, like, I wouldn't say I'm, well, it's, it's, it depends on how, like, I don't really define the way I define activism is if, like, I'm on the field, mm -hmm. like, fighting against something. Not, like, on so the field, like, but fighting. For example, but, I mean, like, if I'm, like, if again. I'm there, yeah, yeah. like, proper... This is about physical activism. Because, for example, now, a lot of the warfare that's happening isn't physical. Mm. It's more like threats and uh, we're going to take this away. For example, Turkey, what happened to it recently with mm. the economy in Turkey, um, like the US or whatever, all those yeah. different uh, nations were saying that we're just going to basically stop 
uh, import and export into it, like yeah. with you guys. So and that takes away a lot of business and mm. the currency, like the the rate for the exchange rate, yeah. just drops harshly because of that. And that's not physical activism. Mm. So, like, how do you combat that? So that's what I'm saying. Like, do you consider yourself an activist? And what's your definition of activism? Yeah, like for like that, for example, I would say when I would consider myself an activist would be if I was, let's say, a part of a group that's fighting against the boycott. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to, it has to be a thing where I'm mm. out there. You're talking about a clear wrong. Huh? A clear wrong that's being done and you're fighting against it. Because obviously with, with like activism, you can really truly be in it if it's the truth, if, if you've actually got something to be fighting for. Um, like, for example... Do you think it always has to be a, something that you're fighting for? Yeah. Yeah. Would you say because that's what you're actively trying to change. Otherwise, okay. you just let it live. Would you say this podcast is a form of activism? I wouldn't. I wouldn't, because we're not really pushing an agenda. Are we? What agenda would we be pushing? To get more people to read. Yeah, but like, I don't, well, that's... Yeah, well, I'm like, getting that's to... That's what I'm saying, your like, definition is... Well, like, the way that for me it would be activism would be I if like, I was active. I feel like activism... Like, itself. out there on rallies and stuff. Just the term, I feel like it's more, more aggressive than, like, just being like. You feel like it has an aggressive connotation. Yeah, I thought, I thought it does. Like even, even today's context. It's mm -hmm. not a passive. You feel like it doesn't have a passive connotation. No, no, not. Yeah. Uh, here's what I'm getting to is like, we read the, all these different things and we're, we're like, we get like passionate about it and we're like, oh, these guys are amazing, but we feel like they're on a different level, like they're super, superhuman. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's different subtle levels of activism as well. And it, does, it ranges, it ranges like from their level of activism where they're really like fighting a real aggressive regime yeah. and they're doing everything they can. And there's the lower levels where it's like you're doing a little bit to help the society or whatever. Mm. I, I feel like... Like for example, like uh, let's say knife crime or something. Yeah. Right? If there was like, I would consider myself an activist if I was part of a group that was like, actively doing something to change that mm. like whether it's making like small council meetings or or like you know like just something where i've got my hands on yeah because mm. uh, obviously you could, like you can talk and you could talk about it but then you're not really i wouldn't say you're an activist then i would just say you're you're someone that's bringing awareness why not that's just the way i see it maybe it's because of the term activism because you're hardwired that you're hardwired in thinking is something that you're, you're fighting apartheid or something like, no, nah, not even that, like, it's not just always, it doesn't always just have to be fine. It just has to be a physical presence. Like, you have to physically know that. So you think it's a physical a thing? Against you, yeah. Mm. That's what I think. Because then, obviously, like, you can talk and talk, but until, like, it's a, like there's push talking has a and shove, you talking know what I mean? Like, until a change happens. Yeah, I agree. You'll topple one over. Mm. That's I agree, how I, I agree, shocks. That's how I see it. Because otherwise, like, um, it's like, you know, when... Some people could say, like, you're... Here's what... Like, for example, if you gave money to, like, charity... Yeah. Um, you're not considering yourself... Like, I personally wouldn't consider myself an activist. Yeah, so here's what I think you're defining as activism. I think what you're defining as activism is when your main, your main purpose in life is to fight against a certain thing. And I th that's where I think it lies. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say I, main purpose, in, but I'll You know say, what I mean? Like, the majority of... Your your being like what you want to do in your mm. life is to change a certain bad change thing. Change that. That's yeah. what I think. Your that's what I think activism is and what you're trying to allude to. Mm. But I'd say doing that not like physically as well. 
Like, not always, always beefing, but I mean, like... Obviously, yeah, if, you, if most of your life is dedicated to it, then mm. you're going to be involved physically yeah. as well. But, yeah, I, that's, where, that's, the, that's where the difference lies, I think. Well, how do you see it? No, I, that's what I, that's oh, what I see oh, as activism. So that's why I'm trying to just define it, innit? Mm. But I think everyone else can... But well, there's different levels of activism, and there's subtle levels of activism that you can, that you can engage in, that if everyone does it collectively, I think it, it, it yeah. definitely helps. Like, for example, I would say... <coughs> like that's what I was thinking about. One, the you know how they like opened that school? Yeah. That's, uh, I would say that's like, subtle they physically activism. did that. Yeah. yeah, you could say subtle. Because it was activism. very passive as well. They didn't yeah. do much, did they? Um, but I would still say like that's activist. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, I was, I was mentioning that because earlier in the week, I was approached, I wasn't approached, I was just walking through a shop and then, you know, there's always this charity guys. Uh, yeah. Would you consider those guys activists? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, there's this charity called Doctors Without Borders or Medicine Sound Frontier. Um, I'm not I'm not giving them a plug. I'm just saying like what they do is pretty interesting. And they have um, they yeah, they won a Nobel Peace Prize in like the 90s or something. And mm. they're, they're very legit from what they're doing. And all they're doing is literally getting people to sign up to just uh, like pay 10 pounds a month out of the direct debit just to um, benefit um, people who, like malnourished children and stuff. It's like mm. the, the figures of like malnourishment is, is crazy. <coughs> It's like 30 million people in the world that are malnourished or something, like at the verge of dying. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, that's what I, that triggered my mind when I was reading it and I was thinking about that. And then I was like, these guys are, yeah, they're spending most of the day. Like, why can't we all be like that? What, what? do you think is the driver? Like, why can't we all be activists? What's, yeah. what's stopping us? I'll probably say finding something we're passionate, I'd say. You think so? I think that's yeah. an excuse. Huh? I don't know, man. I feel like. It's a bit, it's, uh, you could you think say we're just not as good people? No, nah, I feel like, that. for example, let's say, um, like, you was in Palestine. Yeah. Mm. Then you, you living in Palestine, growing up in Palestine, then you'd be crazy passionate to, to change that and to, to have yeah, but there's people here. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Kind of get what Mo's saying. Like, but, like, I would say, like, everyone cares about what's happening in Palestine. Does everyone care enough? But that's what I'm saying. There's the passion there. And I'm talking for myself as well. Yeah, no, of course. That's what I'm, I'm saying, like, that's probably the reason why we're not all activists. Is like, is the passion really there? Like, um, Why not? Do we really care enough, then? That's... What do we need to experience to... It's asking all the right questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do we need to experience to get to that level? It's like, do we have to put ourselves in them situations? Like, no, I was also saying you, knowledge. Like, don't you feel guilty about it when you see other people doing it? No, you do. So, but it's always it's like, nah, but knowledge, example, it's knowledge like if you want to seek it, you'll get it. Yeah. Yeah, but are we seeking it? Yeah, no, I know. Um, that's what. So, what's stopping us from seeking it? No, it's all excuses, <laughs> I think, personally. I'm speaking for myself as well. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm far from activist. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it just came across to my head. I was like, why am I not doing enough? And, like, should I feel guilty about it? Yes. Mm. So why aren't I doing enough? Why aren't I starting, like, from today? So I was like, remember that day when the, the charity people approached me? I was like, yeah, you know what? Just sign me up. <laughs> I'll pay £10 a month. And I'll, <laughs> hopefully I'll feed some kids back. Mm. back. But uh, in terms of actively doing stuff physically, I think we also... I'm, I'm going to aspire. I'm going to try and do so Like, personally, I'm going to aim to do some kind of charitable deed every year where... I, I go somewhere and just do charity work, like volunteering or something. So yeah. like uh, with like Nelson Mandela and like Martin Luther King, mm. uh, <clears throat> like they started, they joined like these groups in like uni, 
Yeah. Where the like Like them societies that were active. Societies, yeah, so like I know a few societies in my uni. Mm. I'm thinking to join. Oh less metal. I think everyone should, because I, th I don't. Th I think it's just an excuse. Uh, everyone just just says time, money, knowledge. Uh, we just make so many excuses for different things, and we feel mm. sorry for ourselves. And uh, I just feel like we're a bunch of wusses, and we develop. I think we're nurtured like that mm. in this society. Do you know what you were saying earlier? We're I feel that we're all like conditioned to like feel sorry for our, ourselves and our little minor losses. Mm. I feel that with like activism stuff, people that. That want to be activists, they look at more of like what the merit is for them, like what they get out of it. Do you know I think how there's a lot it? to get out of it. I've talked about it before. You feel you yeah. feel personally happy. You're helping other people as well. Mm -hmm. Like you, I think I think personally, if you're low on confidence, you should do charity work. I think your your confidence will boost and you'll be more humble as a result of it as well. Okay. That's just the personal. Thing. Anyway, well, it's like taking part. Yeah. Just finding out what. It's then really you feel about. better about yourself. Mm. It's like you got a new chimp. It's like. My, my shoulders, <laughs> my, <person. laughs> my posture improves. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna aspire to do more charitable things and like get more stuck in, not just like give money. I think that's very easy. Yeah. Even though it's a good thing, it's just very basic, in my opinion. You can do both, and it, most of the time we're just being lazy, we're watching, we're, we're spending our free time watching shows and stuff, and we're not really making a real difference. And that, that's why I think there's a whole society of people like that, and we all need to change as a whole. Just random, random deep thoughts in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, let's go into the book then. Uh, Yasin, you wanted to say something about what was it, politics or something? Oh, um, I was gonna get onto that bit after we talk. Once well, you get into his academic stuff, because it linked to. Alright, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so this week we read Nelson Mandela, and uh, you know, obviously I knew a bit about him beforehand, mm -hmm. but. Like reading his one, I'd say compared to like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, I just had much more. I think he went through the most. Yeah, I think he went through the yeah. most personal. Like it was easily, <laughs> so like it's Absolutely a lot deeper. cheaper. Yeah. Mm. Then, uh, then those two, but yeah. Um, so we'll like sort of give like a linear summary of of him, of his life, like you know his beginning life, like you know the beginning of his life. Uh, the, the middle bits of his life and then obviously towards the end of his life. Um, yeah, and in the beginning, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I forgot the places' names. I should have oh, There's no way I'm remembering that stuff. Yeah. No, no, there's too he, many. It was a place in South Africa this is a, this, First of all, this was a big book. Was yeah. a, he was from the South African village of... Hossa, I'm gonna butcher, like I'm gonna butcher this no, name. No, let's do it. You're not gonna pronounce these names right, man. Mezzo, like Mezzo, Mevizo. Invisible. Invisible. Yeah, it's probably worth clicking it anyway. Right, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, so he was, he was brought up there. His dad was like uh, a chieftain. Um, so that meant that he his life was different to to the other like families and stuff yeah. in the in that area. Um, and his dad being a chieftain and stuff, he was like, you know, he was allowed to have like an education almost compared to like the other kids. And uh, his dad was also educated. Uh, he was on the council. And one thing that I found interesting was that he like said that um, how you know you had all the other guys. Basically, there were those that were there was like a big line between those that were educated, mm -hmm. and then the rest were like just miners or just out there mm. doing the hard work. Um, 
and that he learned from an early age that it was education that set the person apart from either being like either a follower or, or a leader, mm -hmm. which was like the same thing that you know Mar Martin and, and Malcolm both knew as well. Yeah, uh, and it's always interesting. It's always the education yeah. and the it that always falls back to. Yeah, the one thread that ties between all, all of them, them. Mm -hmm. is, is 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 education. Knowledge. Yeah, knowledge and seeking it, and they all wanted it from like an early age mm -hmm. um yeah so he was taught and then he gave the example that one time his father uh, was choosing like a regent because the prince was young of yeah. like the village or whatever and uh his father chose from the brothers the one that was like the smartest one because the, the life obviously because knowledge is, is power mm -hmm. so he he picked him and then obviously like from that he learned that it's always the ones that have the knowledge that will be put into certain certain places. But yeah, no, that's what the main thing that I got from his own life that yeah. education was important. You guys got anything? It was kinda interesting up? reading it because it was kinda like a fantasy book. Uh, the way all the different names and stuff were mm. like Yeah, it was like and the way and Yeah, stuff, and yeah. he's like um, uh, he's kind of royalty himself. Yeah. Like it was kind of like a like a fantasy book uh, mm. in a weird like way. Children of blood and bone. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it was a bit weird. Uh, like it was a, it was an enjoyable read, I'd say. Yeah. So I, I don't think it was too tedious. It was a long book, but I don't think it was too tedious. I think it was an enjoyable read, but um, it was during the middle of this life where it was more to do with politics and stuff, where it becomes just less enjoyable. It's more, yeah. it's like you're just you're grinding through it and you're just like reading through historical events essentially. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, that uh, same thing with me. Um, I was going to talk about like nature versus nurture, and mm. for you guys growing up, do you, do you think knowledge was something that was like forced upon you? Like, was it always embedded in your head? What do you mean by knowledge? Like, like having education is, is the most important thing. Because that was always what my family always taught me, basically. Nah, I don't think so. It was always education, education, sure. everything yeah, first. Yeah. Obviously, like education was like a thing where I had to get. Mm. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it was. Like, you know the thing is with me. Most thing. of my family are teachers. Yeah. <laughs> so. Ah, you got, yeah. you, got, you got the hair for. So yeah. What about yeah you? I think back then I would have been a minor. As more as the most uh, the educated, but most the lecturer. There's a funny thing is. UCL. I was watching the, the Serena Williams thing recently. You see the documentary thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, she was she was fourteen. Yeah, her dad. That was tense, I was very tense. Basically, it was quite recent. Uh, 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 was it a documentary? I haven't seen it all, but I've seen clips uh, of it. I think it was a type, some, sort of, some sort of interview. She was being interviewed by a guy, and she was 14 at the time. And um, essentially, he was, this is, I think, one of a, some sort of... You're like, the blonde guy? Yeah. So I, I, think, think, I think I was Venus Williams, not Serena. I'm not too good, uh, me, I don't really know too much about yeah. tennis, but essentially, it's either of those two. Yeah. Um, Essentially, the guy, uh, she, she's 14 at the time, and she's have like a, a match that was upcoming, and it seemed like a very big match in her in her career. And the guy that was interviewing her was pressing. Mm. He was like, he she was like, I'm very confident. I can I can, I can win this match. And he was like, Why are you so confident? Mm. And then the sort of like that cut it short. And then he was like, Her dad just popped into the yeah. interview. And he's like, Yo, you can't be talking to my daughter like that. That's like. She's yeah. just a, she's just a 14 year old girl. So you, so you shouldn't be yeah, trying child, to break her uh, down like that. Yeah, yeah just let her be. Uh, I think that was Venus Williams. I think. I think he was. I think the. Uh, I think the reporter was trying to say, if I'm right, I, I, I may be wrong, but the reporter was saying, "Do you think you're better than your sister?" or something like that. Mm. Yeah, and then she was like, "Yeah, I do." 
uh, she, that's her older sister, I think. Yeah. And she's, and then the report is like, why do you feel so confident? And, and then the dad comes in. But there was basically a documentary explaining how their dad, he was like, uh, he was something called, share, uh, he was a sharecropper. I'm not sure what that means. It's like well, it was Peter mentioned Fum. in the book as well, a sharecropper. I don't remember. It was what? It's a farmer, some kind of farmer. Of farmer yeah. yeah. And then he basically, like, he had some kind of lawsuit where he lost a lot or something. And then uh, after that, he basically read up on tennis and, like, he, he got a lot of knowledge from it. He started coaching his daughters from young. Mm. And now, like, they're the world champions that we know. And, like, yeah. it was showing, it was, it, looks, it looks like a really good documentary, so I might, I might watch it. So he was just showing, like, all the things that their dad put them through to, to get them to the yeah. stage where they are now. So yeah, it was really interesting. That's why I, yeah, I watched that. Now them up mentally. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. That that shows like the the influence that your nurture can have upon, upon you. Mm. So like that's interesting. Uh, I was listening to like Casey Neistat's podcast. Mm. And, podcast? Like, yeah, he was talking about it was school couples therapy. I'm not listening to it. I don't know. You good? You good? You good? Um, yeah, but, but not. So he was. Um, I didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how I came across it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a prayer himself for it. Yeah, of course. No comment. Um, but yeah, he was just talking about how he had like a rough like relationship with his parents. Yeah. Like he was like, they weren't really parents. Like they would, they didn't ask him like how was school, how was, did you do your homework? Like they'd even I cook I for a minute. Tea. Yeah. Um, wow. So he like left at 15. Yeah. Um, and a lot one middle, time, middle age white kids, I reckon. Huh? A lot of middle age white kids. Well middle class, middle class workers experienced that. The, the stick with the... the he literally yeah. did that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, he actually referenced that in the podcast. He was like, I was like one of those guys with the sticks. <laughs> Anyways, moving on, right? So basically, so he's like, yeah, so in terms of my parents, like, there's, he's, he still has these grudges against him, even though he's moved on now. Um, but he was like, he remembers one thing, uh, that his dad must have caught him smoking like weed. Ooh. And uh, his dad basically said, um, you know, this guy here, he used to do that in, in school as well. And now look how he's ended up like in his mom's basement. Like, don't be like I that guy. Blue, and, 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 and he was basically saying that how he just, that was the only advice that his dad ever gave him. Mm. But then like that meant so much to him. Mm. So it's kind of crazy how like kids, like even if parents don't know, like how, how much like each word and each like everything that they teach them like means so much to them. The kids remember that stuff. They do, they really remember. But yeah, um sounds like we're in the middle of traffic right now. <laughs> <laughs> but now as for me, like I don't know. Way. Like education was pressed upon me but not like that deep. It wasn't like yeah. the main thing. Uh, right, I would yeah, say. no, education in my household is really, really important. Yeah. I used to have yeah tutors every day. Tutors. Three months. Yeah man. I used to have this one Ghanaian tutor. I've got, got stories about... Not Ghanaian, sorry. Ugandan. I've got stories got about Jews. Poor guy, but we got, he got deported, though. Oh, he got yeah. deported? Uh, One time we called him, and then he was sort of like the home snitch. office. The pe- huh? No, he was just gone, he was gone for home. I feel like, what? Did you take a vacation? I was like, we couldn't reach his number. Nah. Poor guy, my roof. Nah. Yeah, he gave you a Skype call. Yeah! <laughs> He's like, I'm not there no more. Can we continue to Skype too? He's a funny guy, man. Like, where are you? What's that behind you? I'm Sheila Khan. He had very interesting stories. I've got some some tutor stories as well, but I'll save those for another day. Mm. Um, Yeah, so let's go into a bit more about his life. Mm. I think everyone knows. Like, what do you know Nelson Mandela by? Uh, I'll probably say the the prison. Before you read the book. Yeah. 
like the South African, he's yeah. just a big South African figure, and he stopped like apartheid. Yeah, I knew who that. He got arrested for a very long time. Yeah, um, but why? Do you know why? Uh, I remember I didn't really read too much on it. I remember I, like it was the Black History Month. Yeah, it's always the Black like, History Month things. It literally is. Uh, <laughs> And then um, it's like they hide everything yeah. until that month. But they didn't teach us anything in that and month, then they anyway. They pour it over you. Mm. Nah, I didn't even get. I got told. Like, <laughs> I don't remember even getting taught anything in Black History nah, Month. Nah, I just I remember, remember getting taught. Like, I used to see stuff outside of the school. I, just, I remember yeah, yeah, Rose yeah. Parks, I got taught about. Mm. Yeah, but no one else. I was always told that, yo, this is your own project. Go learn about this person and then like, yeah, so, bring it back. No, nah, no, nah, I remember like. And I'll never do my homework anyway. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, now nah, before that, I just knew he was a guy that uh, served a long time in prison and mm. something about South Africa. Okay. Mm. Um, yeah. Something about South Africa. <laughs> 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 what could it be? What's he doing in South Africa? Who's this guy? <laughs> Where do you get the accent from? <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, same. I'll say pretty much the same. I don't think I got I got too much about that, and I never researched much into it. Mm, Even to this day, my mum knew, like, kept like referencing him as a kid. Really? Yeah. Nelson yeah. Mandela. Like whenever like he was on TV, she'd be like, oh, look, Nelson like, Mandela. And I was yeah, still, I was just like, who's this Nelson Mandela guy? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I it was one of those, you know, famous, like, what's it, in Hollywood. In Hollywood? Oh. What, moving on. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> respect. <laughs> Mid, uh, if you so think you can graduate this school. Do you even know any Hollywood actors? <laughs> yeah, I did work. Huh? <laughs> nah, no. It's nah. respect. It's that, what, what's that short, what's that girl? Who's Huh? That's not specific at all. What's that girl? Nah, that girl, man. But that's like... What? No idea. The girl that... Excuse me, oh, teacher. No, actually, it's not a Nollywood. It's called Mike's Comedy. Mike's Comedy? Is it Mike's Comedy? What girl, though? The one that, like, is... No idea. Anyways, moving on. Shut up, Mike's Comedy. But I had niche memes. Nah, bro, if I show... He don't know his own memes, man. Bold. I just continue with the She's a pro. <laughs> nah, and then there was that one where there was like uh, she was she was with like a bigger lady and then she was like, um, she, the, the lady calls her like a boy, and then she's like, oh, I'm not a boy, but there's like three of you, something like that. Oh no! Alright, moving on. Um, yeah, so oh, I could yeah, have fake laugh what... for him in it, but I'm not a bad guy. Huh? Could have done like a fake laugh for you, but I'm not a bad guy. No, no, no. It was what, just. Why do you have to say it then? Huh? She have to tell you something. Yeah, it was for you to like. It wasn't a joke. I butchered the joke. <laughs> it was. It was for you. Uh, to I, like. I, I do believe it would have been funny if I, if I saw it. I don't believe it would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So on to, on towards like the middle of his life. Yeah. Uh, you know, like like what you, you didn't even say. Like <laughs> my, early life. Yeah, like, middle. Touched his early life. It was education. Oh, Actually, I think again. I had the question. I had the question. What about his that. his dad's position, and like how it used to be, and then what they oh, how he lost it. Yeah. And yeah, no, his dad was like like I said before, he was part of the council, mm. and then um, he he basically stood up against British, basically British magistrate regime. Yeah, he stood up against them. He uh, was he was basically a proud, stubborn person, and he believed in the South African. Um, like traditional values mm-hmm. and rules. So he, like there was the British colonies at that time and there was the Dutch colonies and then, yeah, he basically set up against the British magistrates and they basically took away his, his position. Mm. And then they had to move, they lost his fortune, they had to move somewhere else. Yeah. And I was thinking, do you think if he if he stayed in that position, do you think Nelson Mandela would have been born? Like his, as in the character Nelson Mandela, not the boy. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I think a big yeah, part no, of who is his waist from. I don't think. You don't think so? I think he would, eventually he would have. No, nah, actually, nah. I don't know. Because it's those experiences that, that, that led up that, to it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what it relates to my third talker. You're selfish, don't you? Yeah, joke. It's those experiences <laughs> where you're exposed to like real harsh reality yeah. and you're like, yo, this is different from what I'm used to. Mm. So now, like, yeah, I obviously, because the reason why I say it is because, like, the way it worked out, because his dad died. Yeah. And then his mum took him yeah. uh, to, like, a wealthy family. Yeah. Um, and then it was that wealthy family that brought him in, adopted him, made him like their son, mm-hmm. yeah. that then gave him more of an education and then sent him to university. Mm. So what I'm thinking is, is that if his dad didn't die, then he probably would have stayed in that village. Yeah. And then, I don't know, would he have gone to uni and then started his whole thing? He would say shoulda, coulda, woulda. There's loads of ifs. You know, that's well, what I'm saying. But What ifs? Everything that's happened has happened, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, you're right. You're right, man. Yeah, so yeah, he went to he goes to uni. Mm-hmm. He's, he he joins like not joins, but he becomes a part of this the small like little movement where the freshers don't really have their rights, so to speak. Does he become an activist at that point? Yeah, <laughs> he becomes act because he's actively doing something like physically, and then he so basically um, he's part of like an SLT thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of SLT, I remember like I was part of SLT. I mean, are you gonna tell? In, are you gonna tell them what SLT is? I no, ah, well, damn. I don't know what their SLT stood for. It's like student lead or something. Something like that, but no. Uh, mine was like it was SLC, I think. Student leader council. Yeah, makes something. sense. Yeah. Anyways, uh, and then I remember that because like before, for some reason, I always like to be like class. Council president, president. yeah, I remember. I remember. Like, I was so keen. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, eventually, <laughs> I just lost the love for it. It just, I don't know. I found it very tedious. You, you couldn't, you couldn't change the people. Was it huh? primary, in primary school or secondary school? No, like, primary school. Now, primary school is like, a joke. So you have to talk about secondary school. Six captain. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Because yeah, you can't really change anything that. as yeah. a captain, of course. Uh, the leader. <laughs> but in, in secondary cool. school, like I remember. I think it was be- mostly it was because of the guys that I was hanging around with, like. You think it became tedious because of that? Or? Yeah, because I, like they were like having fun and stuff like that. Do you yeah. feel like and you whenever I would, you wanted to do hood right things with his I friends? Whenever I would join them, <laughs> the teachers would give me what? like this question. No, got that. Me, me. The, oh man. You yeah, as your as your role as student leader. No, so like I have this massive SLC badge okay. on my blazer, innit? Um, and like I'm doing like I'm messing about with them, mm. and the teachers are like looking at the badge and then they're like, you can't be doing this. You're, not, you're different, <laughs> like, you're I'm above them. You? You're, yeah, like those ones, I'm like, oh my days, I have to go through this every Before time. You the other people oh, that you handed, like, you handed in your badge? Yeah, yeah I went, I went <laughs> to... Did you I handed in my bed in my gut. <laughs> did you feel you one of the guys, guys who like, talk to the, like, higher up, like, be the one that bridges the gap between, so like, higher, yeah. No, yeah, but now nah, I was just looking to chill, man. That's wow. What. I remember, like, it got to a point where they were corrupt being You didn't want to make a difference in the school? Joke, man. This is one of the position for power. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking to bridge the gap. Once well, coming like House of Cards, but... <laughs> <laughs> I liked it down there, you know what I mean? Mm. But now, nah, like, they would invite me to, like, things after school where... I would have to like be part of this thing of students where we would pick the new deputy head, and like 
I remember people would be outside playing basketball, and I'm like, I, I really want to be doing that instead. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I just want to play hoops, man. <laughs> that's all I want to do. Just want to get that college scholarship. Uh, but uh, that's why it died in year eight. All of that, all of that stuff. Yeah, you just became another kid. I just became another kid. Here I am making a podcast. <laughs> but nah, yeah. Great your actions, huh? Would have been the way you could have been, man. If you finished school with a, with a badge in your chest. <laughs> I don't think I could. Uh, I enjoyed how I ended school, and I know I would have not been able to Ooh. do that if I was like head boy or something. Ooh, how did you end it? <laughs> ended on a high note. Uh, let's forget about that. Let's continue. The respect of the people time. is what I had. But no, yeah. So obviously he joined uh, like this whole freshest thing where he started fighting for their rights and yeah. getting stuff like that. So it was like a, it's like a small scale revolution because mm. within the school there was issues in the school and then that's where he kind of started. It's like, yeah. Do you know what I've noticed? A lot of like revolutions and stuff or like uprisings and all of that stuff, it always starts with the younger sort of generation. Yeah. Like when they get to that progressive stage where like they're reading and stuff, they're yeah. meeting a lot of people and like when there's big issues in their community, I think I was telling you guys earlier, like I watched the Black Klansman yeah. recently. So, no one recently, yeah, I watched it like yesterday. Yeah. It was a really good film. So, <laughs> there was uh, something similar. So, something sort of similar to like Nelson Mandela's story, how he got into that kind of life. Mm. There was a sort of under, undercover agent. He went into like a, was a black power. They had like, um, they had like a, this big figure that came over and they were sort of, sort of like rallying up the troops. He was getting everyone riled up, mm. telling them about the systematic oppression. Oh, the black Police, thing. Yeah. Yeah, never. It was, it, was, it was very interesting. To yeah, that's how. Even with like, like I said before, with like Martin Luther King, mm. that's how it started. Like from young, like even with like, uh, you look at like the some of the founding fathers of like America. Mm -hmm. Like most of them, when it was starting off, like against the revolution, all that, like Alexander, all of them, they were like young guys. Um, so a lot of the time, yeah, the youth are the ones that make the change because obviously. Once the genera older generations start going, you replace them. Everyone's like young, innit? Mm. So they they're more likely to follow what the, the fresh ideas that the youngers are bringing. You see that interview with Theresa May and that reporter, and they're talking about Nelson Mandela. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was very heated. And he said, beautiful, uh, beautiful. "Jamie Corbyn, when he was younger, he had, like he's always at the rallies and stuff yeah. for apartheid." Mm. So, yeah. If she wasn't back in the set. Yeah, nah, she she was like, visibly. Up, up. <laughs> Best story. But yeah, moving. Glitching. Message was glitching, bro. Buffering that. Yeah, nah, no, free her, man. She's uh, just like his the, the midlife where mm. he goes on. He goes to like Johannesburg, uh, where like. <laughs> the way he said that. Johannesburg. Just Johannesburg. Gone. But yeah, where like uh, he starts seeing real life, so to speak. Mm. Uh, working as a miner, then as a clerk. Uh, and then afterwards, you know, moving on, joining like parties against the apartheid, because obviously the way things worked was uh, the white, the, the government would only, the only people that would be allowed to vote is the white people. Yeah. And obviously each time the win is going to be white people. Uh, so, you know, he started fighting against that, you know, uh, you know, because to summarize it, you know, for democracy, basically. Yeah, and uh, you know a lot of people start, you know, liked what he was saying. Yeah. And uh, eventually, uh, the mob just grew, 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 until now he became like a leader of this thing. Mm. Uh, was it ANC? 
Um, NAC. ACA. ANCA. ANCA. African yeah. National Congress or something? Something like that. Um, and then, what's it called? They had this peaceful protest and then the, like 69 people were killed yeah. uh, by the police. And then uh, he became after that like a wanted guy because uh, apparently he was caught for like charged against doing like sabotage and all Treason. these treasons uh, and then he what's it called he wasn't he was released like he won the case but then mm -hmm. he had to go underground yeah. in order to, to keep the movement going keep it alive and then eventually he gets caught um, after visiting like Different a lot countries, of countries yeah. and stuff like that and without, without a passport apparently yeah without a passport and then uh, he comes back, he gets caught, and then he gets sent to, to prison. Yeah, and it could have been death. It could have been death, and then he goes to... Um, so would it have been uh, indefinite? Because like, the president, the, the, then the, the president that released him, like he, he got released by pre the president, yeah? Mm. Um, but if that president didn't release him, do you think it could have been indefinite till, he's, he, till the end of his life, basically? Could, in yeah, prison? Yeah, for sure. Mm. Well, what's, what's it called? Robin Island? Yeah, Robin Island. Robin Island. I think he moved to another prison as well. Mm. He was, I think he was, at another, he was at another prison before that, yeah. before he went to, to, to Robin Island. Um, and, uh, yeah, so obviously the rest is history, isn't it, yeah. from when he was there. And then a lot of people, him being there, obviously, for all those years and stuff, it just took, it was like an international storm. Everyone was like, what's happening? Like, who's this? Mm. And then a lot of, like, people started you know, rallying up against him. London had like their thing at Trafalgar Square, talking about asking for his freedom. Um, you had like celebrities talking against it. You know, a lot of people getting arrested. Um, and then the amazing thing is, is that like his wife through all of this, yeah. like his wife was, she when was he was in prison, she was running it. Yeah. And she was like keeping everyone going. Goals. Um, yeah, for real. Um, but then they divorced like he came out. But before well, that, well, well, well. Well. <laughs> nah, everything has like, to be a happy end. How I guess all of that, like, um, she kept the, the fight going. Oh, yeah. um, and then obviously, you know, he got released. Yeah. Uh, and then that was like massive. Yeah. And he got released, what, 70 or something? I don't remember. In his like 70s. But yeah, I think the common thing is with all these activists, um, I don't want to label them now, mm. is like the formula of education, then the, the uh, revolution, and then they yeah. go through some kind of struggle towards the end of their life, um, and then they're recognized after that. Yeah. Now, so I would they, also say as well, um, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and Nelson Mandela as well, they all said that this was it, like they were willing to die for, yeah. for this. Yeah. So obviously, once, you've, once you get to a mental stage of like, I'm willing to die for this, yeah. Then there is no barrier. Yeah. You know, you don't fear death anymore, so you're not restricted mm. to not doing certain things. It's like everything is is for this. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then he became uh, South Africa's first black president mm. in like the first voting where everyone could take part. Mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Uh, and another thing that struck me was that he was a fan of the works of like you know Fidel Castro and yeah. all these other guys, and you know they met. Uh, and it's just, it's just crazy how like all of them, like, I they all have I a similar formula. Fidel Castro as well, yeah. They all mm. had the same mm. formula as well, because obviously with him, Castro, he was, it was him against like America. Yeah. And with Nelson, it's like him against uh, the Brits. 
But yeah, no, it's, it's just British. Their, their mental state, obviously, yeah, is just like very. They need, they need a Green Lantern ring. Did <laughs> 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 hear too many niche stuff today. Mm. Uh. I got that one though. Yeah, I know you got that one. But Come on, this is. No, we did. You didn't get it. No, nah. because the Green Lantern is only given to people that have like, the best willpower in the world. Oh, swear. Blackest yeah. day. Sun, oh, sun, no, 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 please, huh? please, man. Come on, you guys. Ultra, man. Yeah, let's just wrap it up here then. So in terms of like just reading autobiographies, I think it's been interesting to read them, but I feel like I'm starting to get the formula of these kind of characters in mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm. I feel like the next one we'll re we read, it will be interesting to that. Yeah. I think we should go for Fidel Castro. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be interesting to just relate them all Bef and see. Uh, so yeah. Before we, before we end on any sort of notes, I was just wanted to say one, leave you guys with one little quote that I found really interesting. Essentially, um, Mandela's teacher, uh, teacher at school, he he left him with some some powerful some no, powerful words. Yeah. He sort of like he warned him against like politics, and he was like, it brings out the worst in in men. Mm. So. Why well, you gotta end it like, there? That's another guys, that's another point for discussion. I'm joking. Little nugget there. Yasin's nuggets. nuggets that. Little segment we've got going on. <laughs> it's a bad name. I don't like that. <laughs> Yasin's nuggets. Nasty. Oh. <laughs> 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 if you're vegan, yes, it's falafels. So, yeah, that's that's outro here then. <laughs> it's, it's been it's been your boys from Spy Reads here, our new home at Huda Television Studios, um, talking about Nelson Mandela, and uh, yeah, hopefully we've inspired to read. Ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship. So keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. See you at work.